In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Purity is not an accomplishment, but a relationship with the one who is pure. And that removes so much of the pressure. We don't get a free pass to do whatever we want, but we recognize that the truth is in him and him alone. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the arena army. We, we salute, salute you. you. Wow, that was perfect. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you. No, and thank, thank you guys you. for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos. And as you could hear, I'm here with my producer and good friend, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm, I got to confess something to you. Oh, goody. Again. I was not super excited about this guest because I hadn't had a book. And I was, I was, going, I was going, how do you know, I, we talk about this topic all the time. But then I realized that it's a different topic. And we've never had a guest like this on our show who is actually going to help men to navigate with his family through this sexualized digital community, this uh, sinful exploitation that's out there. I'm really, really pumped today. Well, you know, it's I'm funny. really, really. Did you pumped. notice I didn't even comment when you said you were worried about it? Yeah, because usually when you're worried about it, it goes really great. Yeah, usually when I'm worried, God sends somebody better, and so I think this is a case case. I'm super excited. Do you have a man word for us today? I do. And if you use you the word expo- guess if it. you use the word exploitation, we are not friends. No, I and I was uh, purposeful about picking one that you wouldn't pick. Oh so, man, if it is okay, go ahead. For this? I, I already guessed. I was wrong. Fortification. Oh, dude. Ooh, yeah. You I had no chance. No, you I couldn't didn't. even have prayed that one. Because you in. were going to call me vanilla and all kinds of bad words. I called so. you basic, and yeah. <laughs> anyway, so talk I, to me about if this. You this check word. out the definition of this. It's a defensive wall or other reinforcement built to strengthen a place against attack. And I think so many of us don't think ahead to do that. I mean, we'll we'll sometimes sit down with our kids and say, "All right, you need a plan for who you would marry and 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 do all that. You know, make a commitment and a covenant with yourself and all that." But as men, do we make sure that we have fortified our life and uh, everything that's around us so that we are set up to win. Man, that is really, really good, Dale. I'm really, you know, I'm, uh, that's exciting. And, you know, our friend Jeff Voth with Cave Time, mm-hmm. he says men need to build a wall. Right. And and that is so true. Men, we need to build a wall. And so I'm excited. Hey, do we have a shout out before we bring our friend on? Yeah, this guy's name is, and I don't even know how to say the last part of it, but it's Eric McBull. McBull? McBull? Uh, MCBL. So... Hey man, if that's you, send me an email to explain that first of all, and uh, and we want to send you some swag. So it's info at meninthearena.org, and uh, we want to hook you up. And also, guys, uh, if you're listening to this and God has done something in your life, I want. Well, you are listening to this because it's yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't know this. It's right? what you say to somebody they lie to you. McBull, <laughs> McBull. You know, uh, <laughs> I want to order a Big Mac and a McBull. So anyway, we're not really making fun of your name there, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, well, I named my kid Darby. So yeah, I I Siri called Darby, and I had the definition of Barbie pop up. <laughs> so I'm like, when you name your kid the wrong name, he's tougher than all the rest. It's like Johnny Cash, boy named Sue. Anyway, hey, but yes, I, we want to hear victory stories before yeah. you get carried away there. 
when, when a man gets it stories. So yeah. send us those, yes. you know, guys. We want to hear that stuff. We want to celebrate that. We want to throw those in our e-blast. So shoot us an email at the info at meninarena.org and, uh, and what your name and where you're from. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We want to hear when you get it, guys. When a man gets it. Everyone and wins. And so send us your Wamji, we call them stories. We will post those on our e-blast because, uh, man, we just believe that you have to get it. So, hey, I want to brag about today's guests. Uh, first of all, I want to give credit where credit is due. Pope Haynes Maxwell is credited with yet another contact uh, of this this man. I'm really excited to get to know this guy, Jasper Hall. He is a youthful 52 years old. He's like a child. I've got two years on him. Mm-hmm. From uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, lives there with his beautiful wife of 23 years, Sandra. Jasper is the president of Pure Hope, where he focuses on all internal operations, strategy execution, and IT management, among other things. Pure Hope's vision, and I want you to catch this, is a world free of sexual exploitation and brokenness. They equip men and women, not not just parents, men and women, to share God's story of sex with confidence and to navigate the sexualized digital age with hope. And I'm going to tell you something. We have never had a guy like this on our show and I don't know why you know we we focus so much on you know sex trafficking and social justice and sometimes we do that to the neglect of our own families. You know, we can't see the forest for the trees. And you know, you've you and I've worked with struggling with uh navigating through this digital age with our children. We are both youth ministry guys and we you know, we had a youth ministry uh, seminar one day for the people of our church, a large church, how to help your kid in this digitalized age. We had one family show up. <laughs> yeah, one family. I remember that. So Jasper, it's great to have you on the show, man. Awesome. So good to be here, Jim, Dale. I'm excited, man. Love what I hear that's happening with men in the arena and an opportunity to join in with this community. Gosh, I'm really I'm fired up, man. I don't know if it's a cup of coffee, Jasper, or if it's your mission. I think it's the mission <laughs> statement, man. So hey, can you do a favor, man? And and just you've got quite a story. You you were you were not even in ministry. Uh, you know, right. paid ministry, and now you're doing this thing. You're the president of an organization. Tell, walk, kind of walk us through your story. Yeah, so for me, it was really interesting. I, I'm an IT guy by trade. Also, I'm a musician. And so for about 23 years, I was at Microsoft Corporation. Great career. Forte was really in the area of the office uh, suite of products and managing staff, uh, having a chance to ramp up a team in Bangalore, India, um, and so broad in the sense of touching the culture with technology, et cetera. And then uh, kind of parallel with that, I'd always been a music guy. So I had a chance to sing and be a worship leader and uh, help plan a church just outside of the Charlotte area. And uh, it's been a phenomenal experience. And so I was always burning the candle at many ends, a father of three, um, and just super excited about um, how God was using that. And I also joined this uh, organization as an advisory member called the Coalition for the Protection of Children and Families. Mm. And I thought, well, this is great work that this group is doing. I love it. And I met a colleague, uh, then colleague at the time, uh, as a board member and came on to full-time membership across the country with what this organization was doing. But the message was broad. And you mentioned this earlier, Jim, this idea of trafficking and exploitation, et cetera. And it's a big issue. But when you really boil it down, what it came down to for us is what's the right mission and vision if we really tweak that down for where it all begins? Mm. What's the gateway for this issue? And and that's when the organization went through a marketing rebrand, et cetera, and we became Pure Hope. I became the board chairman at the time, and I was so all about what this ministry was doing. And I thought, wow, we're looking at equipping parents, as you said, in our mission, but it really is equipping everyone. And we were going into schools and churches and talking to youth and different people. And I thought, wow, this is exciting. And after about 23 years at Microsoft, an opportunity came along. And it's really the Lord. Yeah. um, Because I needed that kick in the pants to say, Lord, will I trust you to be the legacy that you've called me to as a father, as a husband, Mm. and as a minister of the gospel to step out in faith into this nonprofit world and know that he's going to provide, he's going to do the things that are needed to really affect men and women and children in a positive way. And so that's how I arrived here. And then again, working with my colleague at the time, Noel Boucher, um, we decided to kind of divide efforts and, and, and divide and conquer. And 
he's gone off and continues to be a strong vision advocate and strategist. And I really manage the day-to-day, the, the organization as a lead executive on direction and where we're going and how we partner to get this ministry and vision and mission out there. Man, that's cool. Well, I want people to understand more about your organization. So what we're going to do in just a second is we're going to throw you into the fire, man, and we call it the Rapid Fire Round. Nice. All right. So what I've done is I'm calling this for you. I've never done this round before. It's called the Mission Round. So I'm yes. going to just ask you uh, five. These are two word ex- two words each. So five of these, and I want you to explain what just what comes out of your gut, like the just initial reaction when I explain these, so our people can understand more about what you do. So you ready? Absolutely ready. Pure hope. A world free. Oh, good, 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 good. So now, I'll give you a little more than two two words on that. Is that yeah, all right? yeah. Give me a, your gut reaction and then explain it. Okay, so a world free. That is a catchphrase, a, a hashtag, whatever you want to call it. The vision is a world free of sexual exploitation and bro- brokenness. That brokenness piece is key, right? Because yeah. to some degree, because we're all sexual beings, because we're all a part of this creation that we talk about. One of our core principles is purity is not an accomplishment, but a relationship with the one who is pure. Oh, Wow. First, yeah. first John 3, 3 says, all who thus hope in him purifies himself as he is pure. Yep, yep, that's good. That just tells me we can't do it. So the mission in the ministry of Pure Hope is about pointing us to the one who is pure as male and female image bearers, that's which is salvation and brings us to that place of trust in him. We can't do it on our own. We're broken. No, that's a true statement, man. So I appreciate that. Well, you said a world free... So I'm going to link that to our next phrase that had a world free link to it. So you can help me wrap my brain around this. Lifestyle Magazine. Excellent. Lifestyle Magazine, brainchild of our amazing content communications team, where we basically said, look, we have a message that is beautiful, that is creative. It should involve the arts. It should involve the beauty of God's creation and who we are. So we worked with At the time, we were doing uh, every summer college internships with about eight students that would come in. And we'd say, we want you to understand God's better story of sex, number one, and that it is a better story. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, It's not mm -hmm. the don't did it, don't don't. It is the better story. For sure. And we took that creative, beautiful message and said, we're going to create a lifestyle magazine. What that does is allow us to communicate in a creative way. We had a very art based team who were gifted musicians and artists and lovers of words And we said, we're going to do a lifestyle magazine that's a gift to the people that support this ministry, but an outreach opportunity. And what became of that is we now have people all over the country that use it in many ways. One is a great example of a physician in the Midwest who buys about 25 of these magazines, puts them in his waiting room in his dentist's office, and has now been a tool and resource to win people to Christ after they pick it up and read it. And he says, take it with you. And they come back and say, who is this Jesus? How can I be forgiven? How can I be forgiven of, of where I believe I've messed up? So so it's free for your donors. Correct. It's like a so you give and we okay. And then and then for those who aren't donors, they pay for it. Where do they buy it? On your website. They go to pure, right. They go to purehope.net and you can go to resources, go to the story, the one of those links, and there's a suite of products in there, one of which being the lifestyle magazine called A World Free. And it's exciting because there's a ton of free downloadable resources that I'm sure we'll get to later, but that is one that's a key sort of cornerstone type of a resource for us. Wow, that's cool, man. That's unique, actually. I know Campus Life used to have a magazine that they put out, but I, that's I've, that's the first I've heard of that. So, okay, here's the bit. Here's the here's the biggie: sexual exploitation. Okay, now and that we talked on that one right when we started the yeah. episode, right? Yes. At the end of the day, what we recognize about the word exploitation is, especially outside of the Christian world context, that's hard, right? You know, I, I'm not exploited. You know, my kids aren't exploited, right? They're not out, you know, posing and doing different things for magazines, et cetera. But the element of exploitation exists in all of us in that we are free will, free thinking beings, save our relationship to Christ, right? And so the possibility of us being exploited in any way from the culture is great. And so we look at that word and the basis and foundation of it organizationally 
has been related to the trafficking message. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jasper. You know, when I was so pornography has been a part was a part of my life from probably, I don't know, 12 years old when uh, the guy across the street had a stash. And then, you know, my stepfather had a stash. And and uh, then in college, when I was turned 18, I could go rent a video, you know, and so and so back then it was fun. But now as an adult who struggles and battles lust, I realized there's I was exploited there. I, I made choices. Exactly. I made choices that I celebrated that Correct. now I struggle and am ashamed of. And so there's in that there's an element of exploitation. And so I, I really appreciate that. And speaking of the word exploitation, I'm gonna ask this next phrase. This is actually four words. I want you to walk us through this one. Heart of man movie. Heart of Man movie. So we were privileged back in 2017 through a series of relationships and connections that we have organizationally to be in a conversation about a long-term love relationship to how do we convey this message to the world, to the public of this exploitation, this this addictive brokenness story that goes to the heart of who we are as men, as people. And The Heart of Man ended up being a project that over 10 years honed down, not to just a educational program about sexual exploitation and uh, the brokenness of trafficking, but really the core issue, the heart of the matter, the heart of man, because that's where it starts. And so, uh, again, my colleague, Noel Boucher, ended up representing Pure Hope as one of the producers on the film. And it was a uh, limited release, multiple date uh, amazing event where hundreds of thousands of people across the country went to see this film, um, you know, about a 74 minute film that was transformative, that went into the narrative of what if my brokenness was a bridge to Jesus and not a barrier. And for men specifically, you'll see in that film that there's a cave scene where, and it's kind of a, a spoiler alert, but there's a cave scene where men are broken, but you don't realize that you as that one person in the cave actually are not alone. But the fact that you're there in darkness, you think you are. And as soon as the light comes in, you realize, look at how many other people are here. So the heart of man is that, that I, call, I call it more of an entry point or a gateway to here's how we get to this place of brokenness. And I also say kind of tongue in cheek, no one wakes up one day and says, you know, I think I've got a great career idea. I'm going to be a trafficker, you know, or I'm going to be a pimp. Right. They basically say, man, you know, that brokenness, even that you talked about, Jim, at the beginning of addiction, of yeah. something that was sort of out of control and exploitative and objective. One day you said, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And God came in and transformation occurred. And now it's a renewal every day. Right. It's a renewal every week, every minute. But some people didn't go there. Some people said that wasn't enough. How do I get to the next place? How do I go to the mm-hmm. next place? All of a sudden, they wake up one day and they're in the cave. Well, it's interesting, Jasper. You know, when I gave my life to Christ, <clears throat> I ended the relationships I was having with other women. You know, I was single at the time. I right. stopped using pornography. I stopped doing those things. And it was it wasn't because porn was wrong. It is wrong, but that's not right. why I did it. I did it because porn is bondage. And I knew that porn, I knew that sleeping with other women would hurt my marriage. And so when I gave my life to Christ, Shanna's the first woman I touched as a Christian three years later. But that's why I did it. Now, you said something here that I'm I'm pondering because I believe it. I think that God loves to take our mess and turn it into our message, right? But you but you, you said... That broken, I, I need you to unpack this some more because it's such a powerful statement. I don't want to just pass it by, right? You right, said right. that our brokenness is a bridge and not a barrier. Can you just unpack that a little more? I will. And, and actually, the, the film does a really good job, not just as a shameless plug, but it does a really good job unpacking that further as well. But what I mean by that is usually the result of shame, sin, shame, and guilt is isolation. Is I don't want to tell anybody. I'm alone. I don't want this to be known, etc. So that brokenness and living there, all of a sudden, it's a barrier. I can't tell anybody. Something happened to me, and I don't want anybody to know. I can't believe that I did this. I can't tell anybody. So that's the 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 nomenclature there is. Wow, maybe because of that, I shouldn't. 
So I'll just stay in my little world over here and not tell anybody and, and wither away to a degree, figuratively speaking. Yeah. But, but what the film was saying is, no, it's a bridge to Jesus. It's going to him just as I am and laying before him saying, here I am, Lord, broken, sinner, lost, in need of a savior, in need of redemption, in need of reconciliation. And that's what I mean by it's actually a bridge. And, and I'll say this just as an, as an adage. The other cool thing about it is it doesn't just address the male and female. It doesn't just address the man as a centered point. There's even a story in there uh, because it's a docudrama. It's actually film drama interlaced with stories oh, and testimonials. So that, and I should have clarified that because there's actually uh, Jackie Hill Perry is one of the uh, gifted artists in there that speaks of a same-sex attraction lifestyle. And what I love about it, kind of like what you said about your experience of singleness into marriage, it wasn't an indictment on an alternative lifestyle. It was an awareness of Jesus and his transformative power that changed the game. Well, and that he wants us to walk in our best version of ourselves and not some watered down version. And when I'm locked in isolation, I, I, here's, I wrote down as you're speaking, when I create the sin barrier, the barrier equals secrets. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in secrets. And what I have found in recent times, without going into detail, in a, uh, numerous, numerous uh, different events have occurred in recent days of my life where, where men have fallen because they built a barrier through secrets. And then I, I also wrote down that the bridge, so barrier equals secrets, bridge equals relationships. Yes. So we're doing. We wrote a blog. We're writing a. We wrote a blog this week that goes out on our equipping blast. I'm telling guys, it's remember that. Remember that poster. That cat hanging on the poster. Hang in there, baby. Yes. Hang in there, baby. Yes, exactly. So so the blog is called. Uh, I actually tell guys about three posters that were famous in my life. One was the famous Farrah Fawcett poster, right? Yes. And it was a precursor yeah. to porn, even though she was wearing a one piece bathing suit. But back Absolutely. then, that was a big deal because I think there was some. Absolutely. I think she had the high beams. And then, uh, but then, the, but then there was the fat guy with the shirt off. Sitting on the keg, yeah. and it said, "Yes, exactly. No pain, no pain." But then this, yes. one, but the, you remember it. So there was yes, we, we were we were little kids, man. But this one with a cat hanging there, baby. And what I tell guys is this: guys, I know it's hard. I know you've built a barrier. I know you've got secrets. But here's what I want you to do because I do this, and I want to do this better. Hang it out there. Just confess it and let the words hang in the air. Just let them hang yeah. in there, baby, and let your buddies yeah. who you trust unpack it and now you've taken what is dark and you've exposed it that's right and, and that's you've, right. You, you've you've taken a sledgehammer and you started knocking down that barrier so uh, so i love i love what you guys are doing man and i really want to focus on this question because i think it's a big big issue paramount for parents today uh, paramount for men and women and parents how do we help those we love that are in our home or aren't navigate in this sexualized culture without being exploited by it. Like what do you guys do? Talk, tell me about this quest series. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. That, that, that series four part video curriculum can be consumed in multiple different ways as a standalone book. Um, the content again, like I said, video curriculum, but we also do conferences across the country, sometimes associated with certain church relationships that we have. In fact, uh, last year, God opened a door for us to go to West Africa, and we now have wow. an African associate who literally this past weekend did a Quest training conference with 15 leaders from multiple countries in Africa. Um, I was there uh, in, in Zambia this past summer and spoke to about 1,500 leaders with the Baptist uh, Christian um, Conference who really just said, look, I've got to have this message. I've got to have it. So Quest, like I said, four parts. It's the foundation. What is God's better story of sex, right? You got to understand first how we're created. The culture says sex is about activity. Genesis 1 says sex is about our identity, male and female image bearers of bearers mm. of Jesus. So if we get that first and we recognize that's our, our design, our creation, that's game changing. But the culture, because everything's about, well, no, my identity is fluid. My identity is this. My identity is that. We've lost sight of that original creation. So the foundation really covers that better story of sex. Then it goes into the conversation. How do I create an ongoing dialogue with my children, with my friends, with my peers, 
where, for example, with our children, it's not the one time sex talk. It's not the don't do the don't don't message. It's not, the, you know, you blew it, et cetera. Um, and you're done. Uh, we heard a story uh, out, out in the West Coast where a young lady heard this message and she said, you know, I, I finally worked up enough courage after I'd come to the Lord and turned my life around to go to a senior uh, leader in my church and ask, you know, hey, I was raped when I was a child. Um, can I be pure again? And that leader said, no, I'm sorry, you can't. And that's a tragic response. And I don't believe it was an era of uh, or, or, or um, misaligned um, social accepted response. I think it was a misaligned theology of oh, what for sure. forgiveness and grace really looks like. But that was devastating for that young lady. So you think about the conversation, we want to be equipped to dialogue on an ongoing basis. And we won't have time to cover this today, but even my own experience with my kids of saying, wow, I'm so open now in the conversation that it's just a general narrative that runs. It, regularly, I say to my late teens, early 20s kids, how are we doing with porn? What's going on? Is there something happening? And that's that. granted, that's a report that I have, so it works. It's not for everyone. But once you start that conversation, it really opens the doors. Well, here, here's the thing. So I, right, first one is foundation. That realizing yes. the story of sex is about identity, not activity. Number exactly. two is conversation, which is ongoing dialogue. Now, I'm going to ask you about how we as parents can protect our children in the home, but my kids Correct. are out of the home. Right. My kids, my my men are out of the home. So I want to focus on this word, ongoing. I think yes. this is really important, Jasper. What do we need to tell? Because I'll tell you what, once my kids are out of the home, now they're on their own cell phone bills, they live their own life but they can still create their own bondages. And probably what I have found, Jasper, and I don't know if this is true for you, but I have found that 99% of men have looked at porn and 1% lying about it. That's right. And so I just, I just assume that, I mean, I just assume that. So, So how do we have this ongoing conversation? I mean, you've built a culture of that, but what if you haven't, I'm, I'm listening to you going, wow, I have not built that culture. Right. I have not been asking the kids. Yeah, that's so good. And, and I'm going to reflect on one thing you said. You know, when you mentioned the Farrah Fawcett poster, yeah, I think what's critical for us to be honest with ourselves about is porn today, and even porn of the past, was always about the triple X. It was about the act. It was about something more deeply exploitative. Honestly, you and I both know whether you want to call it soft, hard porn, whatever kind it is. It doesn't even require, it could be yoga pants that are inappropriately worn. It is. Right? <laughs> it is. So so the reality is this ongoing dialogue beyond yes. being our children at home with us is number one, what was the foundation, right? How do I continue to cultivate that foundation? How do I continue to curate that? And for me, I, I shared with you before the show, my 22-year-old son just married uh, this past November. And because of the rapport that I started with him, which wasn't perfect, it at least keeps the door open for us to keep talking about it in his early years of marriage. And then I had a gentleman, this goes right to your question, at an event here in the South. He said, I came to your conference. I heard about this quest and I feel very embarrassed because my kids are now grown and I never talked about this and I just feel very badly about it. He said, I, I just don't know what I can do. I said, and, and this is just Jasper talking. So you get to know me in this context. But I looked at him and I said, bro, and I felt like I had the legal license to say this. I said, bro, unless you plan on dying tomorrow, it's not too late. Oh, that's good. Because think about it. What you need to do now is because you have some kind of narrative with your son, go back and say, hey, can I share with you something that I just heard about? I believed it was a missed opportunity that I had with you guys growing up. And I just want to share with you, after having heard this, this is what it spoke to my heart. And man, if I had an audience with you today, I would love to be able to share the same thing that as you think about what your adult man life looks like and even raising your children, man, I would love to have been armed with this information, getting that ongoing dialogue out there. If you're, unless you're planning on dying tomorrow, it's not too late. I have a feeling there's going to be a quote with your face on it all over social media. That's beautiful. (laughs) But you know what? I'll tell you what. No, I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, kind of these podcasts a lot of times are scratching your own itch, right? And so That's for right. me, I you've inspired me. I'm gonna I'm gonna start an ongoing conversation with my kids. 
uh, about about that topic because I, you know they're boys. I mean, I, I, they're young men. I know that that's an issue. It's got to be an issue. And so, so okay, so you so conversations number two. What are three and four? Three is the technology. Protect what you can. We all know the realities of social media, the internet, what's it, what's available to us. I've spoken to a lot of high school classes, youth groups, and you know, we very quickly get into the technology. And I, I love sort of the shock treatment, having been a Microsoft guy and being around software of walking into an assembly of students and saying, okay, how many of you have ever sexted a picture of yourself to someone? Don't raise your hands. It's a Christian school. Don't raise your hands. And the administration and everybody looking around like, well, what is happening here? And, um, and, you know, they kind of snicker and look around, et cetera. I said, well, let me ask you one more question. What about, you know, we all know about Facebook, Instagram. I mean, Instagram's more for the youth today, et cetera, and there's a bunch of other stuff out there. I said, but tell us about Finstagram, you know, which is the one that your parents don't know about. The other what? Instagram account that's private where you can have internal chat rooms and groups, et cetera. And then you get the, oh, my gosh, how did he know that? Hmm. And so being on the forefront of what's happening with technology, educating ourselves and knowing here's how we can protect what we can. Because while I can put great router protection at my home coming in, I can certainly put great you know, filters to monitor and to uh, actually protect in the home. I can't do that at Starbucks. I can't do it at Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, et cetera. So that takes you back to foundation and ongoing conversation to say, hey, if you're doing it, you know, not here to condemn the world, but to save the world. So let's talk about why. Why are you being tr- pulled and drawn into that? Because we have a rapport that we can talk openly about that. But we do talk about the technology. There's a five-point strategy for your home. A couple of highlights. It involves things like having an intentional tech basket, a tech Sabbath. The basket is, we decide, end of the day, all devices go in a basket, neutral place in the house. We interact as a family. We go to bed. We don't have a device by the bed, et cetera. Um, And, you know, there's different variations of how you use that. Tech Sabbath. We do a vacation in one of the days, device-free day. Um, Our weekend, device-free. Half-day, device-free. And those just create healthy habits of how we engage and dialogue back and forth in addition to protecting what we can. That's awesome. So what's number four? Number four is the legacy. And, uh, and that's the piece for thinking about, you know, how do I speak to this issue through telling my own story? Age appropriate, sharing, hey, I, I understand the difficulty in this, but this is how we create a godly legacy by dialoguing about this. And oh, by the way, this isn't just your challenge. This is my challenge. This is the world's challenge and, you know, or everyone's challenge as they go through this journey. And then being able to say, hey, grandparent, how do we grandparent well? How do we work with that adult child well? We have a lot of grandparents across the country. We'll do these events and they'll come and they'll say, I, I hate to even have to say this, but I'm now raising my grandchild. Yeah. And so it's just as important from a legacy perspective for them to be equipped to know here's how I dialogue about this. Man, that's, and that's the four part series. That's we awesome. found that to be very, very effective. And it, it really is the flagship. You know, the Heart of Man, something we do, Lifestyle Magazine, you mentioned it. We've got a lot of other resources and tools, but. Quest is sort of that cornerstone of we want to equip people. And uh, when you know God's better story of sex and that it is the better one, not the okay one, not the better. I mean, we talk all the time, and you know this phrase, but it's the idea of sex is supposed to be the greatest thing in the world, but don't do it. And then your wedding night is supposed to be the best thing ever. You know, so, 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 so we are like bridging that gap going, hey, listen, you probably have blown it. You might be blowing it right now, or you're definitely going to. Now, now, Jasper, now Jasper, let's laugh at this. So we tell them, wait till you're married, right? Come on now. Tell right, them, wait right. till you're married, right? Now think about this. So you wait till you're married, and that poor wife is going, what the heck happened? And the poor guy's exactly. going, that was the worst 10 seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm telling I mean, you. Seriously, totally, right? we got to really give totally. them a true narrative. So, so you, the Quest series is a four-part series, but is it a four-week series? Um, no, it doesn't have to be. So what we've seen is, like I said, we've done everything from we'll come in to a church or a group and do a Friday night, Saturday morning and cover all sessions uh, broken out over that period of time. We've had churches that said, well, we're going to do it as even a sermon series. And they'll do four weekends hitting each one of those topic areas. And then there's those that have said, you know what, it's pretty heavy. We're going to actually do you know, one one month 
and then wrap some other things around it, customize programming with us, um, and then hit it each, each time for the next four months. So really, it's created in a way where it can be consumed, whether it's you and your wife sitting at home watching the video. Um, it's, it's streamable. You can download it and, and actually watch each session, 20-minute sessions, and then go through Q&A that we have set up for it, all the way to, like I said, the full conference idea. Okay, so let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. I got a question for you. I will come right back at you. The Men in the Arena is a nonprofit organization with the mission to inspire men towards becoming their best version and changing their world. Every man in the arena matters. Our Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men is a great way to dialogue about manhood with men from around the world. There we have lively discussions on every topic of manhood imaginable. Join that group today. Because of the passion to see men get out of the bleachers and into the arena, Jim wants to offer some powerful resources to all men who visit our website at meninthearena.org. Give us your email and we'll send you a free PDF version of the field guide. It's Jim's 365-day bathroom book for men. It's the study of manly words in the Bible, illustrated with great stories. This is also a great resource for all our arena men. We'll also add you to our weekly equipping blast, including Jim's personal blog, prayer requests, and weekly boots-on-the-ground mission. Men, the stakes are high. The pressure is on. Do you hear the roars of those you love and those anonymous voices in the bleachers pleading for you to enter the fight? Because when you get it, everyone wins. Now, back to our episode. So, so, so how much is this Quest series? If I were to purchase it for my church, what, what's the cost? So if you go up to purehope.net slash quest, gives you all the content around it, what it is, what it's about, then you click purchase. And it actually is for an individual. You can purchase the the leadership guide for nineteen ninety nine, and then the participants guide for an additional nine ninety nine. That's it. So it's very inexpensive. Yes, absolutely. Again, for us, it was about getting it out there. But there's videos and involved. Absolutely. And and what happens is if you get the hard copy and purchase it, you get the two books. So leadership guide, participants guide, and then the leadership guide in the back. There's a Blu-ray DVD for those videos. Uh, you go I, online and just download it. You download each session. I was expecting you to say two hundred fifty dollars plus. You get a pair of free Ginsu knives. You know, I mean, but 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 you know, but that is so inexpensive. And this is for geared towards adults and not teenagers. So it's not a youth group activity. It's a it's a parenting seminar or it's a, a small group for your 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 a guy's small group or a women's small group. So you got man, it. Exactly. that is so interesting. That's all okay. I need to go back. You made a comment. You kind of did a drive-by, and I want to go back. And I, you started to explain it. I think I stopped you. That's on me. But talk to me about this. Uh, so, I'm a. I'm a. We just had Jared Lopez. We'll link this back to our guys. We had Jared. Lopes. I'm sorry, Jared. It's L O P E S, but it's Jared Lopes. He's the right. president of DadTired.com. And we had him on the show, and his focus is these guys who are in the middle of it, raising their kids, are just exhausted, right? You and I are kind of on the other end of that. Right, right. But he he talks about you know how do we lead our families well, right. I right. think you're giving our men, and we talk about our men in the arena are literally the men in the stress bubble. They're men who have got out of the bleachers. They're now in the game. They're on the arena floor. They're fighting. They're battling for their families. And you're you handed us on a silver platter a five point tech strategy for our homes. Right. Okay. Right. I, I and I wanted to stop and 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 have you walk us through what those five things are because. I mean, our guys are probably going, what, what the heck do I do? What do I do? Right. And you just, you're handing us a, a weapon. So can you walk us through those five things? I can walk you through it, but I really want you to buy Quest. Oh, no, is that, so <laughs> it's on It's on Quest as well? It is a part of Quest. It, oh, the five-point okay. strategy is actually a part of Quest. Once you get into the technology part of the discussion, it actually walks you through those five key components. Okay, well, I've got. I'll move. I'll drive. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll let's move past that thing because I do want them to go pick up your stuff. So I'm gonna ask. Absolutely. I'm gonna ask another question, and I hope it's not the same question. <laughs> and so here's my question. <laughs> I, I'm a. I'm a father. I'm trying to navigate through uh, this sexual sexual exploitation of my children through their own devices that I am paying for that are in my phone phone for Netflix, boob flicks and you know Prime Video all these these deals how do I do that what do I need what are some things that a guy give me a one or two things that start with here guy yeah i think you have to start with so for number 1 
Um, and, and because devices are so crazy in terms of how easily accessible, I don't care where you are, what country you're in, et cetera, it, it, I'm not going to try to pretend that it's an easy task, right? We all know oh, it's very, very difficult. So, and, then, and then you can't take the one-size-fits-all perspective. But what you really want to make sure that you're focusing on is, I want an invitation at all times to what it is my kids are saying is the thing out there, the hot thing, the interesting thing, et cetera, whether it's technology, whether it's a device or whatever the case may be. And then you want to educate yourself. We talk about in that strategy, actually educate yourself, right? Understand parental controls, understand, you know, the kind of the high level things. But I think, you know, this Jim, everything still comes back to the heart. Yes. And, and if you've got somebody, I mean, one of the biggest challenges we see sometimes is we tend to respond, especially on the parent side, in the crisis mode, mm. right? We just discovered you just seen it. We just felt like, oh man, I, I missed my opportunity. I should have been able to handle this well, et cetera. And at the end of the day, just because we feel like we've missed it doesn't mean we did. Again, you want that invitation back into the conversation. I'll say the reason why I say it this way is a lot of parents will say, well, great, Jasper, you've got an awesome rapport with your kids. You know how to talk about this stuff well, you're fluent, et cetera. My child's really quiet. Or I ask them, how's it going? Or what's on your phone? Or can I look at it? And, and it's kind of lockdown. Wall goes up. But at the end of the day, and, and actually, it is kind of the same answer to what you asked. So I am going to go back and give you kind of a quick high-level view. Educate yourself is number one. Ask questions. Protect what you can is number two. Number three is manage screen time. Take inventory. Set boundaries. Have that whole tech idea in mind. Number four, schedule rest. That's the tech Sabbath. That's the tech curfew. That's the tech basket. You may see that more utilized with younger kids, but if you get that started, it's something that will translate as they get older. And then finally, as opposed to how we normally do things in our Christian context, no, no, I don't mean to be crude here, but we want to equip people to thrive and not just be restricted. Absolutely. You know, we want to be for something and not against it. And so that's those five things where you're making an investment to understand yourself. You're asking for engagement with them to say, hey, what does this look like through your eyes? Not in crisis mode, but just tell me, how do you feel? What, what does that look like in your eyes? I just, I just want to have a conversation. And then if you're like me, and, and it's funny, Jim and I talked about this before, me, whether I'm a talker or not, I think it's pretty obvious that I am. But <laughs> for me, what I've realized I got to do a better job of making the request and being quiet. Oh, give it time. And a lot of times with those parents that say I have quiet kids, this is what I say: ask them. Say, can I have an invitation back into your life? I feel like we're disconnected. I'd love to know what you think about this. T tell me about this current event that's happening in the culture. And they're, if they're quiet, let it go. A week or two later, hey, let me ask you a question. I, you know, I, I don't mean to you know perseverate on this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And what usually happens, this is just guy talk right here, what usually happens is they get frustrated enough that they're like, fine, I'll go ahead and tell you, you keep bothering me about this. Yeah. Because we get one chance with them. What level of fervor would we want to pursue them just as the father pursues us? That's so good, man. Well, we had a guest on our show maybe a year ago now, a guy named Hal Perkins. He's written tons of books on parenting and fathering. And he talked about stop lecturing and start learning the art of asking the right question. That's it. And that's, that's what it. you're saying. That's what you're saying. Let ask the question and let it hang out there. That's it. Just let it that's hang. It. So, so our organization has made a move uh, to protect us inside. And what, here's what we're doing, Jasper. So every one of our board members and staff, ha, staff has to have covenant eyes on their phone and uh, with their wife and another board member as an ally. And any device in the home, their wives, their kids, whatever it may be, you know, because my, like my wife has a computer, a phone, and an iPad, right? So right, all those right. devices are password protected from me. So we're yes. just saying we yeah. want you to – we want – no excuses. And then once a year, we take 20 minutes to interview the spouse. How's your husband doing, right? So, right. so you're right. the IT guy. You deal with partly the IT side of your organization. What are some things that you're doing in-house to guard your staff from sexual exploitation? The great news there, Jim, is we do almost identical to what you guys oh, do. Oh, really? <laughs> and we've been doing that for ages. We have a great affiliate partnership with Covenant Eyes. And 
Uh, the founder of Covenant Eyes is a good friend of our ministry and vice versa. So we've used that kind of as our standard. And in a, even in a part of that Quest technology side, while we recommend several you know, places, you know, Disney Circle and some other things, Covenant Eyes is where we've standardized. So we have those same partnerships where there's monitoring. We get the the report sent each week on what you've been doing, what you've been looking at, et cetera. But we're partnered up male to male, female to female. You guys have taken it even a step further with the password scenario. Um, I love that. Um, I think for us, we've built a culture that is sort of that mutually accountable scenario. Yeah. And so that adds that other layer for us. And it's been very successful, very healthy for us. So now I, I've heard of this thing called Bark App. Have you heard of the Bark App? I have not heard of the Bark app. Do you want to explain that, Dale? Yeah, uh, one of the guys in my group that I meet with, he has put that on his kids' devices, and it, he can limit things. He can shut it down. Um, nice. it, it has a whole bunch of different things he can do. And, of course, it's like it's like Covenant Eyes. You have to pay a subscription fee for it. But right, it right. limits your kids to what they can and cannot do, and then you get a report of it all. Yeah. That's right. Right. So, guys, you can go to the website Covenant Eyes, but we, uh, Men in the Arena, we are a Covenant Eyes ally. Uh, so you can go to our website, meninthearena.org, and pick that up, and, or our app. And uh, yep. But, guys, listen, <laughs> we talked about it earlier, Jasper. Your secrets are your barriers. That's right. And That's so right. it's amazing how God heals you when you know your wife is going to see your website. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you. And I, let, me ask you let me ask you this, too. So, yeah. Dale, you may know this. While I'm not familiar with that app, one of the challenges and question we get often is uh, when you think about platforms, you know, iOS, OS, PC, whatever, uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? The um, Google, the Chromebook. Mm -hmm. So the Chromebook is one thing that we found um, that Covenant Eyes and many of the other apps out there will not work on that platform. Oh. Mm. And, uh, and I actually had a conversation a few months back and a friend of mine told me that one that's been designed and created, I have not looked at it, so I can't endorse this. I'll just mention it as a point of research, but there's an app now called accountable to you.com. Hmm. And that is a Chromebook, uh, approved way of doing something similar to that type of monitoring and filtering. Um, so again, for what it's worth, and that's something I need to look into, but we've gotten that question before and, you know, covenant eyes, you can actually install it but it doesn't allow the same monitoring because of the open platform of the way that works on Google. I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm loving this podcast. It's, well, this is monumental. And in the homes, if one of the parents learns how to log in and look at activities in their uh, server, they can see right. any and all traffic on there on Netflix. You can go onto your account and see what they're watching. You can That's view right. all that stuff real simply, but I think you're hitting it on the head. It's all about, conversations and the heart. Well, and speaking of the heart, speaking of the heart, you know, we have the head, we have the heart. A lot of times in the church, what we hear from the pulpit is head stuff, right? Uh, that's right. You know, we're teaching the Bible, which that's what I do. That's, I love it. Right. But the heart is so important. Now, Jasper, one of the things that we've seen with the men we work with is pornography is ramp, not prevalent. It's rampant. It's a, it's an Absolutely. epidemic. So what happens, uh, how do you handle this scenario? You got parents that go, uh, Christian parents, yeah, I don't think we need to protect our phones. Is that talking about, is that speaking to a darker issue? It could be. Um, and I'll say this, wow, that, I mean, that's heavy right there, Jim, because at the end of the day, one of the darker issues that you're talking about is it's hard for me if I'm broken. This is part of that legacy mm -hmm. thing that we're talking about. Yes. If this is my issue, it's going to be hard for me to hold somebody else accountable. And maybe we're not willing or ready to come out with that yet. And uh, and I would say for that particular issue, if you're not, because it's a fine line. Dale, you mentioned this. It's a heart thing. So you don't want to go too far on the, I've got to monitor, filter, blah, blah, blah. Because what are we really saying then? Is it is it faith or is it fear? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's a fine balance there. But I think you're right. You're honestly right on that, Jim, that, that it is a matter of possibly something darker there because why wouldn't you want to have something protective there? And, and really, we should make the distinction. There's filtering and then there's monitoring. Covenant Eyes and any of these other apps offer you both. And we typically recommend for the children that are younger, you want filtering. For the accidental, I went on something, et cetera. Let me just block that out so it's not a temptation. You're a little bit older. You've got a lot more homework assignments. you got to be on your computer more. It's just a part of it. 
We want to monitor it because guess what? We've been having a dialogue. It's ongoing. You understand what's out there. I know you understand and I understand. Hey, I monitored this and I just saw that you were on that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So it's a little bit different in terms of methodology there. So so I thought that, that answers a question I've had because I'm not a tech guy. Dale sets up everything for me. I knew it was a monitoring device. I didn't know it was filtering. My kids are always give me a bunch of garbage. I can never get on anything. You know, I asked Siri to do something and my he's Indian, so he goes, I cannot do that for you. You know, and so I'm like, what's going on, <laughs> right, man? Right. And so right, apparently right. that's the filter side of it. And then I that it's a great opportunity to dialogue. My kids have said this to me numerous times. Are you do you have a porn problem, Dad? And I go, right, No, no, right. but I know what I'm capable of. That's right. And that's, that's right. what scares me. That's the same reason I don't meet with women alone ever. I know right, right. what I'm. Look at this face, man. I mean, I'm irresistible, and so <laughs> exactly. So, but you know, a face for radio, oh, bro. You know, <laughs> hey, I'll take that as a compliment. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Absolutely. you know, I think Absolutely. a man needs to know. You know, didn't it? Wasn't it the theologian Clint Eastwood that he says a man's got to know his limitations? I think we need That's to know right. what we're capable of, and so Absolutely. so Absolutely. okay. So let's talk about this uh, marriage and trust, right? Let's say I listen to this podcast and I'm a man and I go to my wife with this and she says no. Or or I'm a woman woman listening to this podcast. This is probably the greater number. And I go to my husband and he says no. So I that I think it would speak to a potential darkness. But Absolutely. how do you handle that? Yeah, I think again, and, and I don't want to overutilize this, but I it truly I believe is tried and true. Again, sometimes you don't want to go in the moment of crisis. Sometimes we tell parents, don't make the first talk about porn. You know, find out, find some other topic. Just how are you doing? What's going on with you? What's what's the lady? What's the hot topic on your mind in life right now? Because ah. starting the dialogue is just getting practicing. It's practicing a dialogue to the point where there's a level of comfort. There's a level of license to be invited in. And, and obviously, if we're praying and we're working on prayer and God's changing hearts, et cetera, that topic then becomes a lot less uh, daunting to get into. So it's gonna, sometimes it's going to take patience. You know, you, you don't want to come out of the gate with something that's, that's uh, accusatory, et cetera. So if you can get any kind of dialogue going about anything, and I, I, give, I guess a better example is this, you know, when I, sometimes I'll ask my wife, you know, flat out, you know, what are you thinking right now? Just trying to be engaging, et cetera. Now, again, this, the friends that know me are going to go, Jasper, that's not a good example because you're the girl in your marriage. Uh, <laughs> my wife would prefer the Reader's Digest version of everything. Oh. Why do you have to take so long to tell me everything? You married a unicorn. Now, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so I'm getting better, you know, the therapy's helping. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, I'm always looking for just some point of entry. You know, what are you thinking about? What's going on? And for, for her, what's important is, you know, her world being organized, mm. the kids having what they need, life being in a healthy place. And so finding a place to drill and go deeper there on the back end buys me, okay, well, tell me what's going on with you. Well, I'm really wrestling with this question, you know, around this issue. And it might be that that's that issue that you might suspect of their darkness that you're just simply opening the door and making it a safe place to dialogue because you now have an open dialogue already happening. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. That gets into the yeah. psychology a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Well, I, I'm just thinking of my boys. I, well, I call them boys. They're men. So they're uh, 26, 25, 24 and 22, roughly rounding up. And I don't have any daughters. So maybe you right. can help me out with this. I find that like we do a lot of hunting. My boys are my hunting partners. So we'll do a lot of hunting and there's not a lot of talking there. You know, there's not. So I find that it's hard. It's more difficult for me to bridge that gap and I need to do better at it. Right. With a conversation. Do you find it more difficult with your boys than your daughter? Is it two boys and a girl? Two boys and a girl. Yeah. Um, my boys are, like I said, 22, 20. And then my daughter's 19. Um, my daughter is definitely very much easier but again, I think I have the unique situation of having talked so much yeah. in the last few years about this space and this world that we've created a narrative that actually all three of my children and I are much more talkative than my wife is on her own. Now, she will engage back with you all day long, but she's not going to be the one to start the conversation. Per yes, se. yes. And uh, not about this. Now, about other areas, she'll be wide open. So and I'll, that's another show. But um 
But the boys, you know, I think, and even as they've gotten older, like my middle son now is a senior in college. And I would say in the last two years, he is, it's almost night and day how much he has come out with just not only his faith journey, but things that he's seeing in the culture, in the world and dating relationships, et cetera, to the point where he's actually at least a, a supportive ear for peers, if not mm. possibly even giving advice, et cetera. So to your point, Jim, in your scenario, I think it's finding those like things, right? If it's hunting, if it's whatever, finding a place there to go deeper just in that. And then saying, hey, I know this is kind of off topic, but what do you think about this? What's your perspective on this? Yeah. And all of a sudden you've opened this door and, and your first answer probably is going to be, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that. But at least you've opened that door and you can revisit that later and say, hey, I, and I know this is the old adage, right? But it's, you may not have a thought on that, but help me. You know, what's your perspective on this as you look at the world? Well, and what I've learned too, Jasper, maybe you've, you've seen this because <clears throat> our kids are about the same age. When they were growing up, it was a whole lot of, um, I think uh, Josh McDowell calls it, uh, what's the, he, a precept. You know, yes. this is how yes, we do exactly. it. Why, Dad? Because I said so. You know, or you, the, you know, but then as they, tra- there's a transition that happens between right. high school and let's into the college when we have to transition from precept to personhood, where we are dialoguing now with an adult, an individual who is who is now independent of us. Correct. And so Correct. what I have found is that my I think that we've done some things right because my kids are having open dialogue now. Yes. But that there's a transition. So now I have to move away from the monologue side and enter into the dialogue, which you said earlier, which is question asking. That's it. That's so, it. So that, man, I'll tell you what. And, there, and there's a genuine aspect to that, right? I mean, like, I, can, I think initially it was sort of the exercise, right, of, of kicking it off. But then, you know, some of the conversations now are so robust that you're like, wow, I, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, that's, you know, my I have, our whole family's extroverts, except for my middle son, he's an introvert. But you get him alone in a duck blind and he will open up more than any of them. And so, there you go. and I think it's it's there knowing knowing where they are. You know what you know what does the proverb say? If you raise a child in the way he should go, when he's older, not depart from it. And I think that means right. according to their bent, their personality. Correct. So, hey Correct. man, I, we are out of time. I figured it would be like that. I, I hated to say it, but I knew it was coming. I got to get you back. Hey, if you if you uh, release some new uh, thing or something. Let me know. I'd love to get you back on the show, man. Uh, this was awesome. Definitely. So again, how can our guys pick up the Quest series and the resources? Absolutely. And let me just say, to your point you just made, we are actually now working on Quest. We're calling it loosely Quest, Quest 2.0 right now. That's more the beta. Okay. Uh, but we're actually looking to land uh, in the coming months uh, a model where we actually have a refreshed, updated, expanded version of Quest because, number one, we've now translated it in French and in Spanish because we are we are reaching those particular regions and those nations now, um, French-speaking uh, in the Africa part. And what I'm excited about is this new version of that book will be more like an official release of the book, and then we'll flow out of that with the next version of the four-part video curriculum, the next version of the, the conference, so on and so forth. So to get to us again, purehope.net, um, great resources, a lot of free downloadable PDFs. We talk about recovery in a sexualized culture. We talk about justice in a sexualized culture. And they're all commentaries on this core message of God's better story of sex and who we are. And just remember, again, that key verse is, all who hope in him purifies himself as he is pure, 1 John 3, 3. And that purity is not an accomplishment, but a relationship with the one who is pure. And that removes so much of the pressure, right? We don't get a free pass to do whatever we want, but we recognize that the truth is in him and him alone. And so again, purehope.net, you can get to many resources. You get to philosophically who we are organizationally, and it's all biblically based. It's all aligned with who God says we are as sexual beings and our identity in him as male and female image bearers. And it is, it is, you said this at the beginning, Jim, it's a, it's a niche, I think from a ministry perspective, and it's a hard area. One of our Southern California donors said years ago, what I like about pure hope is you take a very difficult topic and give it a soft landing. Well, I'm just surprised you're the only one out there I can, I've seen doing it besides covenant eyes, but you have, right. you're actually in ministry. So you just, I want to, end with this quote from you. 
you said it's a relationship with him who is pure. And I'm going to add, it's not a religion with him who is pure. It's a heart for the Savior before a head for the Savior. So, hey, Jasper, man, thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, Man, what a a great time I had this morning. (laughs) I'm really excited. Hey, guys, let's get our boots on the ground. What are you going to do in response to what you've heard today? And I want to make it easy for you. Uh, so here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm personally going to do this, and I'm going to invite you into my story here, guys. I want you to go on to iTunes or Amazon Prime or uh, what was the other one he listed? Uh, and I want you to that's, get... That's primary, and then there's the main site, okay. uh, heartofmovie.com. I want you to watch this movie, guys. I want you to watch, watch this movie and ask God how he wants you to respond to what you have seen for you personally and for those you love. And we'll post that action item on our equipping blast that goes out every week to men around the world. And the way you get that, guys, go on to meninthearena.org, grab a free electronic book version of my bathroom book for men, which is in the barn bathrooms, by the way. And uh, when you do that, we'll add you to our equipping blast. And guys, we are a nonprofit crowdfunded. We exist because of guys like you who are invested in this ministry. And because of that, we're able to offer our resources free to missionaries, men in underdeveloped nations, and active military. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out with a quest series. And be a man. Men in the arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us along with thousands of men from around the world. Check out our Men in the Arena forums. You can join on Facebook or on our website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. It's a daily study of manly words with epic stories in the Bible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.